ஆதிபியோ பிரம்ம வித்யா சம்பிரதாய கர்த்தருபியோ வம்சரிஷிபியோ சங்கரம் சங்கராச்சாரியம் கேசவம் பாதராயணம் சூத்திரபாஷிபுதோ வந்தே பகவந்தோ புன புனஹ ஈஸ்வரோ குருராத்மேதி மூர்த்தி வேத விபாகினே வியோமவியாப்தேஹாய தட்சிணாமூர்த்தையே நமஹோ நம ஓம்ரம் கர்ணேஷுணுயாமேவாம் பஷேமாஷபிர்யச்சிரைரங்கைசுஷ்டுவாசேமேவிதம் யுஸ்திந்திரோ வஸ்திஷா விஷ்வேதாஸ்தாட்சோஷ்டேமிஸ்திஸ்பதிர்தூ ஓஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்தி
न अस्य ब्रह्मविद्कुले भवती यम वेद सुषुप्तस्थान प्राज्ञो मकार तृतीयात्रेरा मिनोदिहवाचती यम वेद अमात्रचतुष्टव्यवहार्य प्रपंचोपशम शव शाद्वैत एवंकार आत्म संविशति आत्मना आत्मा येद सो इन दर्ड चाप्टर एस वी हेव बीन डूइंग इन द लास्ट फ्यू सेटाब्लिशिंग द नॉन डुवालिटी non duality in absolute sense there is no error of judgment or error of even concession as per gaudavada for any of the duality to exist so we will he is bringing two uh, theories of his own which is not his own he is is using the upanishads and the pure meaning of the upanishad to establish these two aspects one is called ajatiwada ajatam means non created and the second one is what is called the asparsha yoga which we will be display which we will be going to the details as and when the relevant karikas come for our uh, discussions and explanations so one should understand that what does gaudapada how does he establish it so he started with all these uh, karikas up to 13 he has done it with the jeeva srishti and other you know how we create our own impressions or our own notions of world based on our own you know uh, samskara or our impressions which we have been carrying on so he is concluding that with the 14th uh, karika and from the 15th karika to the 26th karika is the real ajadavada or the what is being called as non creation the theory of non creation is being taken up between from the 15 to 16 so to conclude his previous topics he says that jeevatmanah prutaktvam yat pragucchate prakirtitam pragutpatte prakirtitam भविष्यवृथ्या गौणम तन मुख्यम ही न युज्यते नौ वाट डी से दट जीवात्मनो पृथक्त द सपरेटेडनेस ऑफ जीवा एंड आत्मा एज सपरेट जीवा इज सपरेट आत्मा इज सपरेट यत प्रागुत्पत्ते प्रगीर्तिम विच इज बीइंग डिक्लेर्ड इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स इन द इनिशियल स्टेजेस बिकॉज all the vedas and that followed by the upasana and followed by the upanishad most of the upanishad start with the different aspects of creation to negate it so he is saying the pagupatte prakirtitam in the which is being declared as statements of creation in the beginning of the upanishad bhavishyat vritya with regard to the future teaching of the identity of atma and jeeva is gaunam tan mukhyatvam nahi yujyate they are all secondary in nature it is being explained to negate it because one when it is explained then only our attention will fall on the duality 
and when in the duality fall attention field we it is not to create a reality sensation it is a it is a created the explanation is to negate in the concluding aspects of the upanishad or where the pure aspect is being displayed tan mukhyatvam hi na yujyate so it is not at all proper for the that though they these dvaitam or the duality of jiva and atma or jiva jagat and ishvara these type of you know bifurcation of experiences or the existence or creations are not primary importance of the upanishad upanishad is interested in negating it for negating it is being used in the beginning and that should not by some of the philosophers think that because it is referred in the upanishad they take it as real gaudapada has no mercy for people who make mistakes he said like he is like a surgeon he has no mercy for when operating on a patient he wants the truth to be or the you know that the wellness of the student who should be devoid of all miseries and delusions created out of imagination all the appearances or mithya so to do that he doing he is doing a merciless act of refuting that dvaitam na vidyate there is no duality at all this is how he is vehemently denying the 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 sapratakum or the separatedness which is being mentioned and in in the in the in the in, for example in the taittiriya upanishad the creation is being mentioned as yato va imani bhutani jayante eta jatani jivanti like that you know that from which the imani bhutani all these created ones jayante means is being born out of now even one anybody who is listening to this part of the upanishad they will feel that the creation is really taking place from brahma the came the hiranyagarbha from hiranyagarbha came the akasha akasha vayu vayu ragni agne rapaha like that this is stage by stage the creation is being explained and yada agne shudra vispulinga is another example which is being quoted in the brahadarni upanishad like from the fire the sparks come out so naturally it is coming out mean it is separated from the main fire so there is a separate entity called the spark apart from the fire tasmat va etasmat atmana akasha sambhuva sambuda so tasmat from that hiranyagarbha etasmat all this atmanas akasha sambhuva from the atma the akasha came up now this is also in the taittiriyavad then in the in the chandogya upanishad there is another word taidaikshata tat eto asrajata taidaikshata means that it it vishna vish, you know it gave a vision aikshata means naturally to see here you cannot take it as a meaning as a seeing so tadaikshada means it 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 had a vision tat tejo asrajata and it became the fire because there in this chandogya upanishad the akasha and vayu is not being told it straight away starts from the fire so these are all the words which are used in the initial stages of the primary 
uh, attitude to explain that the, how the creation is done. But in all those things, if the student is very intelligent, he will be able to understand the refutation which takes place toward the end of the Upanishad, where they said, Anyo aso anya aham asmiri nasa veda, which is the Brahadarani Upanishad text. In this one, there is nothing separate from aham asmiri. In that, I am the one which is the one which in which everything is there. Nasa Veda. So, don't create that there is a separation at all, is what Brahadarnya Upanishad said. Ekam eva adyudiyam. There is only ekam, there is only one, and adyudiyam that is non dual. It is in the Chandogya Upanishad. Tat satyam sa atma tattumasi shetaketo. Tat satyam, that is the truth, which one, from which everything appears to have come, or doesn't use the word appears to have come, because tat asrujataha, tat jayate, all those words which are used are apparently look like reality, the real creation of it. So, atma tattumasi shetaketo, that atma is where you are that Atma or you are that Atma in reality when it is being sold, this separation of the creation and you are separate and the Atma from where you came is separate, is being dissolved or negated. So these type of negation can be done only when it is being told in a particular way as the creation coming from which one. Now, Continuing this explanation, in the 15th uh, sloka, Karika, he says that Mralloha vispulingado srishti yacha udita anyatha upayasa avatarayaha nasti veda katanjana. Now he is, here is where he is starting the refutation. Ajata, he is, creation, he is going to establish there is no creation. Mrit means mud. Loha means gold and other metals. Visfulinga means spark. Now these are examples are used in the Upanishad to, to show the non-duality. By saying that the pot is being made out of clay, doesn't mean that clay is separate and the pot is separate. There is no way in which you can make out that the, the, exist, the pot is born out of clay. When a statement is made, the normal tendency is that mud is the cause and pot is the effect. So there is a cause and effect relationship. Or gold and the ornaments also cause and effect relationship. Fire and the spark. There, all these places we have to see that is these examples which are being used is srishtiya cha udita anyata the creation that has been taught in many ways like these three examples which have been upaya method avataraya for the understanding avataraya means which is to make one understand that nasti veda kashchana katanjana Absolutely, it is to establish non-duality. This duality is being explained. The pot is mud. 
is the non-duality. When it is saying that the pot is created out of mud, it doesn't separate out of from the mud. The waves are never being separated out of the ocean. But the waves, wave appears to be a creation in the ocean. But it has no separation of it. So this is something which one has to understand that when, why did Gaudapada has to make this way? So he is using the same pramana or the same authority of the Upanishad where the beginning they have mentioned the separation or the creation to deny the creation the later part of the Upanishad itself is negating that. So this is how he have, one has to understand that this is the methodology which Gaudapada is talking about is there is no creation. Now he says that it will become clear if the Upanishad studied thoroughly till the end. Only when one who studies the Upanishad not in bits and pieces by statements he is seeing hearing. If somebody is listening to Tattumasi, Aham Brahmasmi alone, he is bound to get confused. He will say that how can the, that the whole Brahma is the Aham Brahmasmi. But that Aham Brahmasmi has to be studied in a stage by stage. How, why does the statement Aham Brahmasmi come or Tattvamasi come that you are that? It is not out of the context of statement. But those who are not studying the Upanishad in full, in, in, in the complete methodology, if they are just using one statement from here, they are using it out of context and they are bound to get, you know, misled by the statements. So, Keeping in this mind, what Gaudapada says is that, you know, the existence which is appearing in the world, there is an existence. The world is existing, but it doesn't, doesn't belong to the world. Please understand that. The existence of the pot is not in the pot. The existence of the pot is in the existence of the mud. Existence of ornaments are not its own existence. It is the existence of the gold which is bringing, lending its existence to the ornaments. Existence of the fire in a spark is not the existence of the spark as a fire, but the, from the fire the existence is borrowed by the spark for its own existence. So, the existence of the world which we are experiencing, the moon is existing, the planets are existing, the world is existing, animals are existing, but the, the multitude of the world is existing is the feeling which we are having. But we do not know where the existence is borrowed for all of them. This doesn't belong to the world is what Gaudapada is very categorically believing. This existence is coming from that with which you also exist. Our own existence is to be, if one can understand from where do we get our existence or when I say I am, that I am, that amness or the my easeness or my existence how did I, or what is it that based upon, or what is the dependency on that easiness? If that is understood, 
i can know that everything in the world is also depend upon that same is because i am also part of the world so if the moon is created i am also created the moon is also created the existence of the moon and the existence of mine has to be the it has to have the same source because existence per se cannot be separate because the appearances are separate the moon can appear separate and the planet jupiter can appear separate the sun can appear separate earth can appear separate animals human beings plants rocks everything can appear separate by separate but the separate is an appearance borrowed with an existence from something else because appearance doesn't have an existence because appearance goes what is appearing as a animal we see that it is becoming non appearing after a period of time so the appearance of the animal the pot or the gold none of them have permanent appearance but existence is not like that existence is something which cannot be destroyed it is there the name and the form is which is getting destroyed it get become something else the existence is transferred into some other appearance or some other object or some other some other way in which it is becoming later after the the appearance name and form is going so gaudapada want to very clearly say that this is aspect of the transfer of existence from from the appearances of names and forms is having a dependency for the existence on something else other than that this is the reason why he is wanting to refute there is no creation in reality so as a preamble to that he is taking one uh basic necessity for understanding that which is explained in the 16th verse what does it say the 16th verse says ashrama trivida heenam madhyama utkrishta drishtaya upasana upadi steyam tadartam anukambaya ashrama adi trivida like the ashrama varnashrama dharma you know varna and ashrama like the brahmachari grihastha vasanyati vas grihastha vanaprastha ashrama or you know brahmana kshatriya vasudra vaishya varna bahya all those things are all peace for the purpose of the type of understanding based on the individual it is not that the varna and ashrama is the quality based on which these studies can be done he is refuting it here he is saying that it is the is the is the potency or the capability of the student or those seeker ashrama this means seeker one who seeks about it is why based on which we can categorize the people into three categories one is called hina hina means basically inferior or we can say the dull witted people who cannot understand the you know simple statements or the implied meaning in a statement 
Madhyama are the people who will you will find that they are the people who understand it but they confused to such an extent that they go in the wrong direction and uttama utkrishta drishtaya are the people who are potentially high high intelligence who can make you know further their own analysis and improve upon what they have heard because any word and the teaching has a limitation that limitation is overcome by those who have got intelligence to further make it more you know assimilative to their own intellect and they are able to even remove the potencies of misunderstanding or the you know uh, other type of errors which can happen in it now upasana upateshtiyam tadartam anukambaya it is upasanas etc are in the in the vedas are being explained because of the you know the compassionate attitude the upanishad is taking or the veda is taking i would say rather than the upanishad now i need to get it a bit into here being sorry if i am hurting some feelings and etc but uh, it is not my intention i i want to drive into the point that what gaudapada really mean by this then only you will be able to really appreciate why the ajata is important but ajata is important for people who can understand it intellectually those who are in the hina and madhyama people are the people who run away after what they think as real for example tandra yoga and all these uh, you know inferior type of uh, rituals where blood is being given alcohol is being given or some sort of uh, dancing and things like that they think by doing that they are able to you know uh, make the the creator happy the present and you know even people who are looking at you know at at the madhyama type of people are the people who are not to that downgraded level of you know who in going to blood uh, you know sacrifice or alcohol sacrifice or any other type of sacrifice and then you know consume these things are all by developed by you know to those who are con- in control of the weak minded people the hina mind means the dull witted people they do not know what they are doing is right so there are people who are you know fooling them and benefiting out of their foolishness and they tell to do this and this dull witted people think that you know by doing that they are doing the right thing but they don't think for themselves because they don't have the capacity to do that so if somebody is being told that you know you have to you do this you have to you know spend so much of money and do some sort of a puja or some sort of a yaga people fall for it because they don't think about it they don't analyze the reality behind it but the beneficiary is neither the god nor anybody else it is the one who does the puja as a priest he is the one who gets benefited he gets the dashana he gets to eat all the offerings along with the uh, what is being offered so they are on these are the type of people who are not trying to find out how why these things are being happened 
and then then the midi middle level people are the people who create imaginary worshiping idols which are you know superimposed qualities on like four hands for 10 10 head four heads or 10 heads or you know multiple heads and uh, you know all sorts of uh, arms and armaments carrying with them you know th there is no logic why that such forms are being created by the for the thing some people uh, worship on the pig form some people worship the monkey form some people worship the elephant form some worship the rat form some people worship the snake form different forms are being worshiped by people not knowing what they are exactly doing about why they are doing it they don't even analyze or even ask the simple questions how can be a you know nirguna nirakara no nirguna means without any gunas nirakara means without any form can take the form of all those things now some people say that symbolically they are representing it now these people who are saying that they are being even used for symbolic purpose have a vested interest to tie these people to such forms and then bring them into rituals where they are getting benefited out of it if you really if anybody is really looking into these aspects they should ask the questions what is the reality unless you know the reality you are bound to be fooled by who knows that you are a fool this is why kaudapada says that there are three categories of people out of that the vedic upasana which is being mentioned not the puranic or the ritualistic upasana the earlier part he has categorically said that it is not what is as per the vedas i mean as per the upanishad principle it is for refuting so if somebody says swarga kamo yajeda for swarga you should do a yatnya for a child you should do yatnya for wealth you should do yatnya these are all people who think that the wealth the swarga and all those things are realities and they can by doing yatnya you can get it are people being fooled by the ignorance of their own ignorance this is why the 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 upanishad himself themselves have graduated from the karma kanda to upasana kanda where there is no need of any such such of offerings it is more of a mananam or a in you know internal enquiry into the words developed by the upanishad or the vedas where the dahara vidya is there panjagni vidya is there these are different type of bhuma vidya etc there are many vidya 32 vidyas are being told in the uh, the major 10 upanishads so the 32 upasanas which are being mentioned in the are meant for people who are the middle middling type of people who are not getting fooled by the rituals but at the same time they have a at in a desire to achieve higher goals but the utkrishta drishtya the one who with a superior vision are the people who graduate beyond to upanishad by taking the ultimate statements of the upanishad where the non duality and ajati non creation and nirguna uh, you know definitions are being mentioned they assimilate that then they do shravana manana nididhyasana to transcend beyond that 
So, Gaudapada is very clear that I am not addressing to the people in the middle and the lower category of people at all. They can do whatever they want. I have no, no, whatever quarrel with them because they will not understand the ultimate Upanishad and the Upanishadic words which are, which are highly intellectual in nature. So, those who are into all those stuff of anything depending upon the body, body dependency and doing with the body as a transactional rela relativity or reality are people who have not understood the reality because the body itself is, an, is a part of the world which has borrowed its existence from something else like any other thing in the world. So, so there are there, is, there are statements in the Upanishad page, Atma va are drashtavya, ya atma upadapatma. These are all, ya atma va are drashtavya is a word in, from Burhadarni Upanishad, where Yatnya Valkya is telling Maitreyi, his wife, that you should see the atma as Srotavya, Mandavya, Nididya, Siddhavya, Sravana Manana, Nididhyasana is being told. And in the in another one where Indra is uh, Indra and Virochana is being told by Prajapati saying, Ya Atma Avahadapatma. This Atma, what I am referring to, is Avahadapatma, is untainted by anything. No Papa has touched it. It is beyond Punya and Papa. So Atma Teva Upasita. This is the type of Atma which you, you should be doing the Upasana on. Not in the form of other thing which is being mentioned earlier. Yes. Yen Manasana Manude Yena Hurmano Matam Tadeva Brahmatum Vidhi Nedam Wisdom Upasate. This is the Upanishad, the Kena Upanishad which we have studied it. Yet Manasana Manude, that which cannot be comprehended by the mind. Yena hur mano matam, that entity with which the mind borrows its existence. Tadeva Brahma and Tum, you are that Brahma you, because you are thinking you are the mind and you are thinking that because I am the mind and the, and the mind and the days on the mind and the mind means Andhakarana here. So, Andhakarana Sriddhi is based upon thinking that I am the individual self. Tadeva Brahmatam Vidhi, you understand, you should know that not the mana which is it. Yenahur Manomatam, for which the mind is depending upon its own existence or the mind getting its power to operate. That is the Brahma and Tum. Tum Vidhi, you should know that as yours. Neda Mididam Upasate, not what you do the upasana using the mind as anything outside the world of this thing. Tadatvamasi, you are that such. That truth with which your mind is depending upon, your mind's existence is depending upon, your mind's power of operation is depending upon, that is what is you. Tadatvamasi. Atme Vedam Sarvam. This Atma is everything. Idam Sarvam. What is appearing as everything? Idam Sarva means there is neither you nor everything outside. Everything is in that Atma only. This is the way in which Gaudapada is very clearly saying that this is how the Utkrishta mind, the thing, superior people will do their 
uh, analysis and study. Now what he says is that how the dualists are confused. Swasuddhanta vyavasthasu dvaitino nishthitadhradam parasparam virudhyande taihirayam na virudhyate. The dualist, those who believe in Shaiva, Vaishnava, Christ or Allah or whatever may be the name, they are all dualists. They are separate, the God, their God is separate. So they are all coming under the one category of dualist. These dualists are firmly established in their own conclusions. They think that what they, what they have been told by their priests or their masters or their, you know, preachers or their prophets or whatever may be the word we want to use it. That is final and it should not be anything. And they go out of the way to even annihilate one another. Because both of them are the dualists. But one dualist will be annihilating another. Whether the Shia and the Sunni is fighting or the Protestant and the Catholics are fighting, the Shaivites and the Vaishnavites are fighting. It's all because they have pet ideas created by their prophets or the preachers or the priests. And they think that they, that is right. And they all, even though they are dualists, they fight among these things. Parasparam viridhyandetai, they contradict also in another. What one says is contradicted by the other and the, the ideation of what is the reality is different from one another. I am na viridhyande. For us, this teaching of the ultimate Upanishad, what is there in this, etra, you know, Ekatma Pratyasaram Prapanjo Vashaman Shantam Shivam Madhvedam Saatma Savidyaya That teaching is not in conflict with any of them. Because we don't even, we, this language, this teaching is not even entering into dispute with those people. Let them fight and eliminate themselves. We have nothing to do with them. Because they don't, they are not looking for reality. They are only trying to protect and you know, uphold their pet ideas and their beliefs. Therefore, those people have no clash. They think they clash between each other. We have no clash with them. The 17th Karika says, Advaitam paramartohi dvaitam tadbeda ucchate tesham upabhayata dvaitam tenayam na virudyate. Advaitam Paramarthohi. The non-duality is indeed the absolute reality. Doidam Tad Beda Uchade. The duality is only a appearance which has been referred in the non-duality for the purpose of refutation. The duality is not a reality. To refute that the duality is referred, therefore, Dvaitam Tad Beda Uchade. It is being referred as appearing to be differing from the reality, the Advaitam. But Tesham Ubayata Dvaitam. These, the, for, for the, uh, the, the duality of those things, both either empirically or absolutely, for, for those who believe in the Dvaitam or the duality, Tena ayamna virudhyate. Again, here also, if for them also, they took 
these aspects of the upanishad like akasha dvayu sampada tasmat atmana akasha sambuda or you know itova imani bhutani jayante all these upanishad words where the duality was initially being explained even though there was a beginning statement like that you know sa ekaha sa ekam vit so that was one and the thing and from there that akasha sambuda atmana sambu akasha atmana sambuda vanditi saying that ekameva atidyam soyam atma all those atma has been referred as one only but from that atma akasha sambuda when it is being said that one how can it become become many is being refuted in the subsequent karikas but that one should understand that why we have no conflict with them is that because they take only that aspect of the creation as reality for them the prana is real the atma the no akasha is real the vayu is real the agni is real and all of them are real and they they think that these all the reality really has taken shape but they don't know the reality of them has no reality because nama roopa they are bear name and forms the reality of the name and form is like the reality for a pot has a dependency on the mud or the waves are dependency on the water same is the case for the akasha i mean up to the all the creation has dependency on the atma which has nitya shuddha buddha mukta swabhava atma so that is forgotten and then they think that these are all created what is created has a death or a destruction so shed with the vikaram all that basic type of you know changes take place them from the you know birth growth decay and disease and death and etc etc so we have no conflict with them because they don't see what we are seeing we are saying that in the beginning also now and later also there is only one satyam tat satyam tat satyam abavat ോട്ട് and how does it happen mayaya vidyate hetat mayaya vidyate hi etat na anyada ajam katanjana tattuda vidhyamano hi vidhyamane hi martyadam amrutam vrajet mayaya vidyate hi etat anyada ajam katanjana ajam this unborn which is unborn atma vidyate mayaya because of maya or the delusion or the appearance difference it is created not in any other manner it is not anyata etat in none other way it is becoming separate why tattvada vidyamanehi martyadam amrutam brajet if it is really become something 
the ajam the unborn or the un the un the the atma which cannot be born the nitya shuddha buddha mukta swabhava atma if it has really become the in individual mrtya or the martya as a human being or any any created form vidyamanehi then what happens is that martyadam amrutam rajet then it cannot it cannot have the immortality the moment it is created means yat jayate tat mriyate what is being created will be destroyed therefore this ajam atma the one which cannot be born ajo nitya shashvato yam puranah na hanyade hanyamane sharire is what gita said that so this ajam ajadivada this ajam atma turiya brahma whatever word we want to use it that has never become anything other than that na khatanchana na anyada khatanchana it has never become something separate from it if it was it is there it is due to maya now how does that thing how does the maya is being explained by gaudapada we will see it in the next category in the next karika what he says is ajadasya eva bhavasya jadim ichchanti vadinah ajadahi amruda bhava martyadam katam ishyate ajadasya eva bhavasya jadim ichchanti vadinah some of the vadis or some of those proponents of the vedas who are all who claim themselves to be the vedantins not advaitins vedantins therefore vadinah the birth of the unborn is a reality it's a, they consider that that unborn the ajam that is the the atma is is having a real birth or a real create real creation which is being there so gaudavada is asking ajadahi amrutam bhava martyadam kadam ishyade how can the unborn immortal reality indeed go through mortality of creation and destruction the water has no no tendency to be born as the wave there is no intention to be born as wave there was never a real birth of a wave what is appearing as a wave has a dependency on the ocean from where it is coming even when it was a wave the wave was nothing but ocean only so the reality of the wave was borrowed of the wave of the reality of the ocean with which the wave is appearing as a wave same way the world the jiva the jagat and the ishvara which is being referred in the in earlier parts of the upanishads and the vedas are non separate there is non separatedness adhyatvam there is no ananyatvam there is no separatedness in the from that that oneness which has which has no tendency to become born to become born means to become limited what is born is as a destruction so neither there is a birth nor there is destruction it is all appearances therefore it is maya ya therefore one we should understand the maya is the reason why because maya is the ignorance is the non understanding of the reality for them the so that 
here is what gautapada is very categorically bringing in one aspect of it there is nothing two there is only one and if it is appearing as two it is due to maya and maya is an appearance appearances can give rise to experiences the experiences have dependency on the reality for which the appearance is also depending upon the reality of the experience is the experience of the appearance the appearance when it is considered to be real then you are an ignorant person or you are under the clutches of maya so this is very categorically and clearly mentioned by in the ajadivada by the gaudapada so we should know that there is only advitiyam ananya brahma turiya atma or whatever term is comfortable to your understanding please use that everything indicates to the same thing that has never become two it has never been born out of that or never has become two therefore the just as the rope has not become a snake in that if there is an appearance that appearance is due to maya but the appearance if is giving an experience of re, the experience of reality there is a reality in the appearance not as appearance but as the substratum of the reality it is the experience of the snake due to the shape of the rope the shape is a reality of the rope which gave rise to the experience of the snake not because of the snake was born out of the rope so the appearance of the snake so borrowing the shape of the rope similar to the snake he gave it given rise to the experience cannot be transferred that the rope the snake was real the snake is an appearance same way the world of multiplicity which we are experiencing is giving experience the water for example is being understood as water only the reality is only water whether it is cloud snow river stream drinking water shit water whatever may be form it is there that dependent the reality of that those existences are on the pure on the water as a substratum because the experiences are there for like a snow has an experience the cloud is an experience and the water of the river is an experience the drinking water is an experience doesn't take away the reality of them because their reality is depending upon the reality of the water which is with which everything else is made the snow the cloud is also water the snow is also water the river is also water the drinking water is also water so what is the reality of these individual appearances is of the reality of the water not the snake the snow the the snow is real the cloud is real the river is real or the what drinking water is real they borrow the reality from the reality which is water as the substratum this is the way one we should understand that and then from from the 22nd karika onwards we will discuss in the friday class which we will be coming to i'll stop here and then to you know 21st onwards 21st to 26 is ajadivada 
So we will take this six and explain it in detail in the Friday thing. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Arihi Om Sri Guru Bhyonamaha Arihi Om Tanyamada, thank you. Thank you, Binduji. And that was wonderful as usual. Gaudapada uh, decimates uh, most of our concepts of, of everything now. <laughs> it's uh, remarkable. I, I read something yesterday that Gaudapada was, you know, accused by the Madhvas and so on, you know, being a Buddhist. And so there's uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, lots of questions that arise from this. So what we'll do is for the speakers panel, any questions that arise, we're going to focus on this Mandukya, and then uh, we'll close this room for a general discussion on Advaita or anything else. But let's focus on Mandukya and these passages. The speaker panel first, any comments or questions, and then from uh, the audience, please raise your hand and we'll bring you up. And if your question can be restricted just to this Mandukya for now. Thank you. Harion. Uh, this has been an amazing class. You know, I never heard Ajatiwada any time. This is my first time um, getting into this explanation and, and the domain. Um, I'm trying to tally the way you explained it. Uh, borrowed existence. The gold example was brilliant. Ornament borrows the existence from gold. And then you took a Kena Upanishad example, the mind borrows the existence. It's a second recession. And also use the word borrows the existence, borrows the power. That that gives the you know dynamism to it. And uh, last uh, session, if I remember, we concluded with Swabhava and Swarupa. And it is not specific Swabhava, specific Swarupa. It's a nature of the, the truth itself. Now, even the Swabhava and Swarupa also borrowed by the, you know, for example, Manon Maya Atma. The moment you say that, it is borrowed, you know, Swarupa, borrowed Swabhava. Is this understanding correct, Bindoji? <coughs> no. Because Swarupa and Subhava should be understood in a, uh, in, a, in a special meaning. Because we have our notion of what is Swarupa and Subhava. The Swarupa and Subhava, what Gaudapada is telling, is exactly explained in the next Karika, which will be coming up with it. Prakrate Ranyado Bhavo Katanjit is the statement which Gaudapada makes that. Anything which is in the Prakriti, in the nature, they will never leave their nature with which they are known. 
for example the fire will never be other than nothing other than fire water will be nothing other than water this is how we see everything in the nature if anything is seen as separate from that then it is a delusion for example you see a shining thing and you you know you you take it as fire but only when inquiry you see that the fire it is not fire because the appearance was like fire you thought it as fire this is what is called anyadha bhava the fire has never become the other object which is shining like fire but our delusion can create a fire in a non fire this is exactly how we should understand when gaudapada said swabhava esha is swabhava or swarupa mean what does it mean that the atma turiya brahman has like any other thing they have a swarupa which is ananya and advitiya non dual which is yet manasana manude enohar manurmadam even with the mind you cannot understand it so there are category the words which are using are positive attribution negative attribution but most of them are negative attribution because positive attributions are not direct and attribution but they are indicative lakshana vachakas or lakshya vachakas with which you can only indicate because it is beyond words to describe even what is brahma tenturiya so they can only indicate which you know it is like akasha when it is being said it is not like it is like akasha mean immediately we should not consider that, that brahma is like akasha no brahma is not akasha so that is why we should understand that but at the same time if it is say avyavaharyam achintyam alakshanam ekat agrahyam or nirgunam nirakaram niravayam niravyayam all those type of negative negations are only thing is that your mind can have no access to that area please don't even think and opinionate or even create an opinion about what you normally would like to transact it is beyond our no ideations but that if it is ideation then the question can come from the buddhist type of way is it shunyata or is it nihilism no nihilism is something from nothing something cannot come but we are all there our experiences are real our uh, you know existences are real so what is being experienced cannot come from the shunyata at the same time shunyata if it is come from shunyata it also has to become shunyata because what comes out of something has to have that you know like what comes out of mud will have mud what comes out of gold will have gold so if something has come out of shunyata it will it should be shunyam also but that is not the case so it is not it is not shunyata at the same time it cannot be tied down with words and notions because it is beyond ideations you know idea can bind it this is why the swarupa cannot be directly explained which we will see in the in the friday's class 
which much more detailed discussions has to apply because 21st to 26th is the culmination part of the ajadi vada i have only started that ajadi vada now today shubhendra ji will wait for this thank you bindu ji ah uh, yeah ha namaskaram bindu ji i have a question in the 20th shloka godapadacharya is addressing some disputants uh, who is considered to be dualists uh from a historical point of view whom is he addressing is he addressing the sankhyas and yogis or is he addressing the buddhists uh, because sankhyas and yogis anyway uh, kind of believe in uh, immortality of the soul right so i'm i'm kind of confused who whom is he actually addressing in the 20th shloka see he he is talking the disputant here is that those who are thinking that the creation is real the art they consider the sankhyas and others are considering atma as real but for them the creation is real so those whoever so this is a this is a declination for ajadi vada so anything other than ajada is a dualist because the moment the creation takes place the sub, the cause and effect comes the father and the son or the you know the mud and the pot the gold and the ornaments like that all of all the creations you will find duality existing but that duality if it is really taken as separate from the cause those are all categorized together as disputants who are all against ajada so he doesn't particularly can take care of the buddhist or uh, you know dwaitins like madhwa or uh, you know madhwa was not there in his period but uh, people who even then even before him also there were dualism was very much in in this thing the because of the sankhyas and uh, you know vaisheshika nyaya all people were very much the gaudapada's time he is post buddhist so buddhist also had a creation a thing separated from the reality so those all those have been put together into one category those who vadinaha means all the disputants who can you know fight for their dualistic realities is categorized into one category you can take it for now that it's mainly usually towards the karmakandins uh, that is one of the major disputes that they had even with the idea of ayam atma brahma aham brahmasmi the karmakandins had their own creative theory behind even the upanishadic declarations so most of the times uh, it will be towards them unless generally in a commentary they you know they will mention bauddha sankhya that also is there that also you can consider so you mentioned about so one of the things that has always you know uh, perplexed me is the way uh, the advaitin interpretation of shunyata has shunyata has been made uh, and uh, and it's more like uh, a phenomenology of you know something coming out of shunyata and then something going into shunyata that kind of ontological relationship has been established in the advaitin model but uh, if you see something like you know acharya shankara's uh, acharya nagarjuna's mulyamadipika shastram there he's clearly trying to establish that shunyata is uh, niswabhava or it is the idea of non attribution uh you know so where the parmarthika so the two truths where we talk about parmarthika and vaivarika so in the parmarthika level the nagarjuna's idea or 
more largely i would say the mahayan idea of uh, of uh, the ultimate truth is or shunyata as it is being referred to is that there is non attribution it is not actually trying to build a phenomenological phenomenological idea or this ontological relationship as it exists in advaita advaitin interpretation of shunyata so what are your arguments regarding this see the difference between the mahayana nagarjuna's shunyata and advaita advaita has modified the shunyata to a different level from the word the mahayana has left it if you really look into the uh, the definitions which is that is why both gaudapada and shankara are called prachanna buddhas by those karmakantins which uh, uh, prasad was referring to now in this one so what happens is that because the shunyata what the mahayana the everything also had the problem of vijnanavada where they said it's a shaniga vijnana what is the causing that shunyata is not being used i mean explained further for the purpose of experiences they left it at that it's a, a non attribution only but they did not further expand it on to how that in from the shunyata the experiences are being explained to explain that the maya theory is being used by gaudapada and shankara that it is because of maya the shunya which you think which you called till now as a nirguna or a non attributed part of it has become the appearances and giving rise to experiences this aspect of the maya was not explained by the nagarjuna's philosophy karika well uh, yeah so regarding acharya nagarjuna's uh, i would say moolmatimika shastram i think the way they are approaching maya the fabrication because you mentioned about uh, you know acharya vasubandhu's philosophy of vidyanavada there you can see there is a fabrication or maya, the existence of maya happens but in nagarjuna's philosophy it i would say it's more about establishment of why uh, you know the middle path the madhyamika path leads to shunyata that is the relationship that he is trying to establish and therefore i and i agree with you that in that regard there won't be you know in nagarjuna's philosophy you you can find more content of or more you know stab, uh, relationship of maya there so it i think it's it's more it's, a, it's more about the it's more about addressing the question of you know how madhyamika leads to the concept of shunyata which in my opinion is the start of idealism not in not only in buddhism but across all indian different philosophy indian philosophies or dharmic philosophies as we say so so yeah so so i still so so one conjecture at the end can i draw that uh, the advaitic advaitic interpretation of shunyata is more closer to vijayanvada of of acharya vasubandhu than acharya nagarjuna's moolmatimika is that a fair yeah conclusion? that's a fa- that, that's a fair conclusion Biduji, if you don't uh, reconcile appearance and experiences, it will leave the whole discussion to a duality, right, Bindoji? It has to be reconciled, correct? See, this is why. What now? For example, you re- you reconcile yourself, no? What your experience, any experience you take, for the example. 
no absolutely no 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 doubt a question about it but from a you know closure of the whole uh, discussion itself right from explaining the discussion what karika trying to do yes reconciling karik pinduji yes it is reconciling that appearances can give rise to experiences no doubt about it that is why the snake gave an experience of the fear and the, you know etc on the snake but the snake did not have a reality because it is an appearance but at the same time there was some amount of reality which the snake borrowed from the rope which gave rise to the experience so the the experience of the appearance giving rise to experiences is based on the reality of the substratum not of the appearance that is why the reconciliation of the experience to the substratum is important rather than to the appearances perfect this this follows my question the borrowed you know is borrowed part the two things we did the existence borrowed the power borrowed i will wait for friday the shape borrowed appearance borrowed is that look like borrowed maybe everything is borrowed so i will wait everything borrowed exactly yeah. that is where i was asking is the you know swabhava swarupa also borrowed i think i'll wait for friday yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i missed that i i couldn't hear it actually i'm sorry you had a follow up question yes yeah but that i think it would just uh, lead into us uh, you know it would just run in circles and uh, opinions because different schools think differently right so i don't think that question can be solved i just put out there that um, i think if my memory serves right uh, shri harsha in beginning of his kandana uh, kandana kadya he says that we have no controversy with madhyamakas so i thought that uh, advaita was very close to madhyamaka philosophy than vignanavada so that was uh, my understanding but uh, yeah yes i was just going to ask a you know a kind of a reference question based on venkat ji's question and uh, the whole idea of maya <clears throat> so uh, if atman is just the observing then the first observation or experience is the antakarana which starts the process of maya would that be a... if it comes to antakarana maya and all in reality antakarana is not a creation it is an appearance therefore if you look at that way it is the atma itself that is the there is no antakarana separate from atma but creating an antakarana and therefore the individuality is all a fallout of non understanding or non apprehension of the reality of atma as the reality and then therefore the projection of the antakarana is an appearance in atma and antakarana is not a reality because it is not permanent it comes and goes what happened to your antakarana in your deep sleep Yes 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 thank you
Bindu ji, what is the difference between Vivartvada and Advaita, please? Both, see, it's a, it's a methodology in which Advaita is being explained. It's a Vivarta or an appearance in the reality. So, it is not a Parinama. There is, there is another Vada called Parinama Vada means its creation is reality. And Abhivarta means appearance or it, the same thing appears as something else. So both, that is the way in which the, the, most of the Advaitins prefer to deal with because Maya can be used for explaining the appearance. But if it is a Parinama Vada, then what the dualists are saying, like the Sankhyas, etc., are saying will have to be taken up as that the that you know Brahma has really become Ishvara. With his Maya Shakti, he creates the world, and that creation is real. And the creation is real, and many many kalpas their life has to go through for the kalpa the creation. That's a story by itself. I would call it as a story by itself. So let us not get into that. Vivarta basically means appearance. So Advaita, in Advaita there is not even Vivarta. But Vivarta is used to explain the appearance which is appearing as a Maya in the experiential world. Got it. Thank you. I was wondering, I'm guessing that <laughs> the idea of Sobhav in Advait would come back to the Atma only. But I wanted to ask you, so um, in the Gita, for instance, right? So when, when you know, Krishna is telling Arjuna, and we can also assume Krishna being the self, but there is still a Thing that finally you know that you are a Kshatriya which is your Swabhava right this idea of Swabhava or Swadharma and that you must fight this uh, battle for that reason how do you uh, bring that into this or like how, how would that reconcile with the idea in Advait see you cannot refer Bhagavad Gita for all Advaitic principles. There is Advaita spoken by Krishna when he was talking about it in the second chapter. But when he found that it go it has gone above the head of Arjuna, he has to come down to the grassroot level where the where the reality is, you know, what is staring Arjuna. So there he has to go into the Karmakanda, etc. So in that sense, when he is talking about the Kshatriya Svabhava or Vaishya Svabhava or you know, all those categories, etc. He is keeping aside that Absolute. He is not even referring to the second chapter Absolute which he has referred. Nasado Vidyadevavo Nabhava Vidyade Sada, the 16th, 16th shloka on the second chapter. He is not even referring to that when he talks the rest of the Gita. Except he comes back to that in the later, in the second half of I mean third part of it. When he starts talking about Shetrajnam. So till that time, 
he is taking arjuna from the grass root level ground level where arjuna is deluded by the physical forms and the reality staring him of the war which is in inavoidable so sodarmenidam shreya paradarmo bhayavaha etc etc all those things what he says that is to kajol arjuna to shake up his lethargy and get into the war and then when he was now then he arjuna is the subsequent questions if you look at the arjuna's questions in the bhagavad gita arjuna also is maturing as per the as the chapters go by the questions of arjuna is also more advanced in nature that is why the gita is developing in that that way so there the swabhava and etc is used to kajol arjuna that you are a kshatriya and you need to follow the kshatriya dharma so dharma nidram shreya but that doesn't mean that it is he is referring to the atma dharma which is in the second chapter which he referred no can you expound a little bit on just for the sake of clarity on that 16th verse you are referring to in in second chapter oh deep that is that is that will need a one full okay. full okay, session okay, it it is a it is one of the most difficult shloka of bhagavad gita and followed by a equally one of the type of commentaries by shankaracharya it, it it is par excellence so that itself needs one full session or if one session at least it will take two sessions if you want to complete the question answer session also thereafter so i don't i won't be able to do justice by just by giving you one one word or one sentence answer um i'm just i'm curious now how this you know what i would be curious is that how uh i can't say i, I don't know if i've read shankara probably long time back maybe but how does how does the how does uh, shankara's idea of the gita lead arjuna to finally you know to go with the story that finally arjun uh, fights the war with the current um this advaitic idea of illusion like how that would fold unravel but you know i think that's again vinduji is a very long probably thing so I, i will have to do a little self study probably but i'm hoping that one day we can do the gita from this perspective that would be interesting so maybe i could ask the question in this way deep because i think it's an important one binduji the way that i would express this and please correct me if i'm wrong of course is that godfather is very clearly saying that not only is there no individual there's no multiplicity so that the notion that we have of is in fact that same illusion just before i go on is that correct yeah all those differences from the reality whether individual or multiplicity is due to the non apprehension of the reality 
If you so, do not understand the reality, the multiplicity is a reality. So that's what Gaudapada is saying. That's the most radical notion in you know, all of Dharma. But what's so evident is that the Gita is the same. Um, Upanishads, if you look historically where they came from, it's all a lesson in non-duality. And so when, how does, how does one reconcile Krishna's counsel to fight? And I, I have always interpreted it is that that's um, Svadharma. It's, it's the nature, but Svadharma is Mitya. So, so how, do you, how do you, as an Advaiti, reconcile this amazing counsel that you have to do what you're going to do? And I, I, I think the answer is, is this, that this notion of multiplicity is that same illusion. So do whatever is you're going to do. It doesn't matter because that is the entire appearance. But that's a really weak way of expressing it because I haven't, you know, thought it through. So how, how, do, you, how do you reconcile this in irreconcilable notion that Gaudapada is, is putting forward? Why not? Very simple, Patrick. Knowing Advaita doesn't stop you from eating, sitting, drinking, sleeping, etc. That, that goes on as a waker. That events are in the waking doesn't mean that you stop be knowing very well that your Atma doesn't mean that you will not, you will not have the transaction in the waking. But the transaction in the waking will be known as an appearance in the awareness and what is happening has no absolute reality. Doesn't mean there is no, what you call, the, the actions in the waking will not happen. When Krishna and Arjuna are discussing, I won't call Bhagavad Gita as 100% Advaitic. There are tinges of Advaita, very, very limited, but Bhagavad Gita is more of a handbook of living, not a handbook for spiritual upliftment, because it is meant for how to with a little bit of Advaitic knowledge, how can be you a successful living being is what Bhagavad Gita is all about. And that from that point of view, when Arjuna is being bit given that glance of what is Advaita or the Ajati, Najayate, Muriyateva, Kadachit, is Ajadivada, basically. That verse. And what does it give Arjuna the confidence is that whether I kill or not, or whether I fight or not, what is supposed to happen in the waking will keep happening. So that, does that mean that I, I sit in a slumber and not do anything? Why should I not do anything? Because I have got the capacity to do, so I let me do. It is just like a person who is, who has in a, in a, in a, an Advaitin who has understood the reality, continues to perform his duties in, as a householder or as a teacher, or as a monk, or a, or a person in solitude, doesn't make a difference. His knowledge is knowledge about the reality. 
and he knows the transaction of the waking is independent of that it has a dependency on the reality and that independence of the waking has no absolute reality so with this knowledge arjuna is released of all his problems neither punya nor papa is going to act, act upon him because he is varte eva chakarmani i am just doing it for the sake of action that what krishna told him also i am also nothing has to i have to gain nothing from any of the three worlds even though i own all the three worlds there is nothing which is desirable to me nor hated by me i am continuing all my activity as you know as if i am being act i am acting as if i am acting but in reality i am not acting i am not in action so that is the attitude with krishna said i am doing you are also that same reality because there is no difference between you and me we are all the same aham brahmasmi tattvamasi you are as myself there is no you know aham ahamasmi sada you know क्षेत्रज्ञम चाविमा विद्धि सर्वक्षेत्रु भारत वेन ही सेज ऑल दोज थिंग्स ही इज गिविंग द अश्योरेंस टू अर्जुन दैट यू थिंक दैट यू आर ए सपरेट इंडिविजुअल सेट इट असाइड यू आर नॉट यू आर ओनली एन अपियरेंस इन अवेरनेस एंड वॉट आई एम एस अपियरेंस आई एम एबल टू डू इज समथिंग विच यू ऑल्सो कैन डू यू हैव टू डू इज वर्ते चकर्मणि प्रिटेंड एस इफ इट इज बीइंग डन देर इज नाइदर देर इज नो थिंग way in which you do it affecting you nor it is not going to taint you in which whichever way it you think it will taint you so you are, you you are you are brought into a situation where you have no other choice but to fight so please go ahead and fight this is what krishna says bindu ji can i yeah thank you bindu ji i have a follow up question to that <clears throat> you know because uh, in the matters of the world swadharma operates in a particular way there's a lot of karmic uh, consequences in <clears throat> but in the in the upasana of i know antakarana is a <clears throat> is a maya right is an experience um, but still you know in the upasana for the upasaka what would be the appropriate swadharma and the karma what would be is it nididhyasana or is there something else you would recommend yeah his upasana should clarify bring clarity to his thinking that is what is called chitta shuddhi and as his clarity comes in these words of upanishad is the alambana or the dependency or the anchor with which he knows what is his reality and get himself established in it which is called nididhyasana and then after that nyade doidanna vidyate once you know that there is no duality and he knows the duality is an appearance thank you so, thank you very much so in a sense bindu ji this let's say the idea of swadharma the idea that um would be uh, the state of the upasak in that sense 
Arjun is an Upasak. But it really brings up a very fundamental, you know, question, at least uh, for me in this, that does that mean that there is no Dharma? Or is Dharma an illusion in the Advaita idea? What is the, where does Dharma stand in all of this? What is Dharma and where does it stand? Dharma is a factor of the waker and waker's experience. His waker experience and the Dharma and the Dharma has no way it can touch his experience as a dreamer. Nor the Dharma Dharma of the dreamer can touch the waker. Neither the waker nor the teacher, dreamer, wake, dharma, dharma can touch the, the one who is observing the dhar, waker, dreamer and deep sleep. He is beyond the dharma, dharma. He, nothing can touch him. Achyutaha, he is not one who will fall down due to dharma and the dharma. He knows that the dharma, dharma are the requirements of the waker. The waker will suffer, the waker will enjoy. Depends upon what her karma he is doing. That doesn't mean that I am the waker. Waking is a sobhava or a habit of my awareness to project itself and experience as an individual in waking and experiencing the world of in the waking. Just as my own nature of experience is to project myself as a dreamer and experience the dreaming world. These things will keep on happening and I am the observer of all the three happening, that these things keeps up and going and down. And then in reality, none of them touch me because when I, when, when I drop my waking in the deep sleep, neither even my amputed leg touches me or pains me. So the waker leg is gone, doesn't mean the sleeper will, the deep sleep guy will have a pain in the amputed leg, no. When he's having the pain, he is he is aware, he means he has come back to the waking. Nor does he experience that amputated leg in the dream. He may dream having his amputated leg without a pain. That's a different issue because that's an imagination or a projection of the dreamer. So, look not associated with the waker, not associated with the dreamer, not associated with the deep sleeper. You are the witness or you are the one who knows these things are happening. And this happening is the ha nature of the awareness. In awareness, these happenings are taking place, but in reality, the, uh, the awareness doesn't go through these changes. Pinaji, uh, coming to Uttama, Madhya and Vanda, I always had a feeling they are not three different people, but in the same person, there are possibilities of becoming these three, and it is a person to actually pursue Oh, that kind of thing. Would you think that kind of thing can be like, because yeah, we really yeah. can't categorize people, right? Like It, it is possible. No, it is basically the categorization is done, the predominance of what? It is a mixture of all the three, like Sattva, Rajas, Tamas is a mixture of everything in the creation. I mean, what the Sankhya say, something similar there, Uttama, Madhyama, Adama is there in everyone. But what is predominant or what is the one which you are mostly in will depend upon what you are following and what you are pursuing. Beautiful. So just like maybe someone would say Narish or Sattvaguna, we can also say that Narish the Uttamadikari in you or something like that. Right? Yeah, that's why 
even we may see in our own life that you know a, he may be considered as a parama yogi and sattvika and those thing but there may be some attitudes of which his his actions which cannot be justified if he is that really that yogi or atnyani some actions of his may be contrary to his knowledge so that is the time when the madhyama or hina will be appearing for his experiences or his expressions so and this madhyama atma adhigara it doesn't have it doesn't touch the atma it is only from the point of view of the seeker's point of view this declarativity is there the seeker himself is an appearance so in reality they are all used for you know to you know encourage people to get into a higher mode of thinking beautiful thank you bindu ji so bindu gaurapada is not denying the appearance and he's not denying what i would refer to as the activities in consciousness the activities in brahman that there is biology that there is rocks there's a greenhouse and trees and people and all of that none of them however have any independent reality and therefore are unreal uh these activities have meaning in the context of the appearance that screen uh none of which however have any independent relevance or meaning outside of that screen or the appearance the karma dharma sadharma all of that is the same it's all the same activities on that screen of appearance that in brahman none of that however has any independent relevance or meaning and has no independent life and therefore that's why he says it has no birth it has no cause it's just that same appearance yes yep that's right he absolutely wipes out everything really i mean it's a you know it, and, and it's not like someone someone calls it the nihilism but but you know i think roger in the, in the chat is you know posting swami vivekananda's textbook and sri arabindo's you know integral yoga it's there's a realization of the truth and the nature of reality <laughs> you it doesn't mean it's not the doom and gloom that some painted out to be uh as long as the appearance is known and seen as what it is there's there's uh <laughs> there's refuge in in knowing that alone uh and understanding that you know the within the context of the matrix within the context of the appearance there are rules um but that has to be known uh first before really one can move forward with that knowledge in back into the <laughs> the realm of waking anyway those are just my thoughts it's magical though isn't it it's the, it's the most incredible 
It's the most incredible ideas I think uh, ever presented um, in the history. That's why it's Sanatana, right? Anyway, I think it's magical. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Good evening. I think it's well. Good evening, Minduji. Um, Yes, uh, I don't have a clear, I mean, I don't have a direct question, but just uh, reflecting on what um, Patrick G said. I mean, how is that different than saying life is absurd? I mean, so if you recognize the absurdity and kind of live with it, that that's, that's it, right? So. I mean, I'm putting very different words than words we use in this room. So, yeah, uh, is that sort of correct? If in different Absur words? Absurdity and unreality are two different words, Matthew. We never said absurd. All we said is that unreal. And absurd is is something which, you know, foolish or uh, you know, you, 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 I mean, I really don't know what to say about that. What unreal means is that it has no reality of its own, but it can cause you reactions or experiences based on the appearances. And those appearances giving rise to experiences are not out of the name and the form with which they are appearing they have a dependency on a substratum of absolute which is which has got existence and experiential potencies embedded in them which appears through the appearances therefore you are having the experiences therefore experiences are real appearances are unreal and there is nothing called absurd in the whole thing Okay, so what you are saying is that if I see it as purely experience, then it is unreal. If I start to connect them as experience uh, and make a story out of it, then it's absurd. Yeah, okay, thank you. Just want to ask one question. Um, before he uh, took Mahasamadhi, I had Darshan for and just uh, the satsang with um, Ramesh Balsakar in Mumbai for a few days. And, you know, he was a light version of Nisargadatta, of course, but in the context of that, his word was happening. That all he, I don't know if he borrowed that from Nisargadatta, but he was a disciple of him. And, and he referred to the appearance as a happening. Um, it's kind of not really even a happening, but what do you think of, like, what would be, how would you refer to that same idea? You know, because he was a you know staunch Advaiti. Do you do you see it in that context a little bit? Can you relate, or is there a you know is there a better word to to give comfort? I'm not very comfortable with him. His teachings are lopsided. Right. He has not understood Nisargadatta himself fully, even okay. though he was doing the translation. So I won't like to comment on his because I don't I don't agree with his appro approach to Advaita. 
Yeah, thank you. Interesting that the takeaway from the sessions with him was, uh, was yeah, the same. So thank you. But well, let's just dispense with, with uh, Balsakar and say, what do you think of the word happening as a totality? Because I think that in that sense, it's, it's relevant in that it's just a happening. What do you think of that phrase? The happening and the experience, what is the difference between the two? Yeah, I think that, I think that there's so many, everyone takes it and needs, uh, needs different language in order for it to pop into place. Right. So, yeah. So the screen, you know, of, on, in awareness, that appearance, just mm -hmm. a happening. Yeah. All these words and examples have limitations. They can take you only so far. Beyond that, it is one's own journey. And that journey has to culminate in knowing the reality within oneself. What is my nature and what is my reality? And once you know that one's, one's own reality or one's own you know, truth, then only he can relate that truth with everything. Until then he is separate, the, the rest of the things are also separate. He will never, never be able to reconcile between the two. I, I look at the Upanishads as almost, perf you know, perfection in the sense that, that it seems that there is a perfect pathway that's established for this adhika this and it's clearly illuminated the truth is you know at the end um you know fully revealed but not everyone's going to get that and it has to be said that it isn't the only dharma it it is uh and all of the words everything whether it's appearance or whether it's happening all of it these are notions all of gautapada's words all notions the upanishads notions um, they they only leave a popcorn trail uh, for one to you know get trace backwards uh, to the origin of reality or that reality itself that they're only pointers and the words are infallible and uh, and at the end of the day uh, your uh, you know counsel is always just to retreat into that silence uh, and into that being of awareness that is where you know, ultimately the truth gets revealed uh, to, you know, the sadak. So anyway, <laughs> I'm a, it's wonderful, I think. I mean, it's, we were so lucky to have you to guide us through this and uh, all of our, you know, friends, um, the speakers panel that we share with each other. Uh, everyone's amazing. The appearance is divine. <laughs> it's divine. It's a divine appearance, it really is. So how do you... Uh, Patrick, just for uh, this thing, uh, with reference to the happening thing, uh, uh, Papaji asked David Godman to title his um, biography as uh, Nothing Ever Happened. Because <laughs> <love> it. <laughs> it's true, right? It's, it's a happening, but it's not really. <laughs> but again, it's like a way that you can kind of just understand it as, you know, on that screen. What do you go to a drive-in movie or a movie? Is it, you know, are there, there's no images, or there's no people running through the screen and, 
You know, it's just, it's that appearance. It's just happening. That's how I think we reconcile. We can't, you know, you can't do anything more. You have to reconcile with the, with the, the experience or the, the knowing or the reality that, yeah, there's something here. I'm, you know, there's something that, that I am experiencing. And when you know that what that experience is, you know that it isn't that. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Raji. That's good. Adio, namaste. Adio.